Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Before we get started, I have an announcement. Bing, bing, bing. How'd do that other one? No, because then you're going to do the whole thing like a 1940s radio. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to. And we did that last time. We don't want to kill that joke. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it killed before it was started. It was dead in the water. Someone mentioned, wow, I saw your website. Have I missed you guys plugging it on the show? And I said, (gasps) wow, we really haven't plugged it in a long time. And I thought... We should plug it. Our friend August created the most beautiful website for us. It's a date with dateline.com. And I'm going to just go over really quick what's on there. There is the homepage, and that has a lot of fun things on it. It does. It feels like being home. There is an episodes page and has our episodes on it. There's a merch page and has a bunch of merch on it. There's a bingo page and it has 50 bingo cards for you to play along with Dateline as you're watching Dateline. And if you win, tell us. I might say it out loud on the show. We have a friends page, which has like links to every episode of other people's shows that we've been on. Come on. Come on. We have... Uh, press page, which has an article when we were in the LA Times on it and pretty much no other press that we've ever gotten. It was so big. Because it was so big, there's not even any other point. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's Emmy Magazine. I got to get August to add that. Oh, there Remind we go. Me. We did a little quoted us in an article about the thing about Pam. I got to get that in there. there and then go. my favorite is the extras page because the extras page has all the really fun stuff. It has the animation from our listener Cam. It has a spreadsheet that tells you where you can find. If you want to listen to one of our episodes and you're like, but I want to see the original first. It's like a chart oh, that one's on Peacock, or that one you can listen to on the Dateline podcast. And Paola created that. Thank you so much, Paola. There is Are You a Katie or Are You a Kimberly BuzzFeed quiz. Is both an option? No. Oh. No, there is. You can get a Kimber Katie. <gasps> Kimber Cat. Kimber Cat. There is an inside joke spreadsheet, which has not been updated in forever. But if you're ever like, why do they say take the land? Why do they say cool as moose? Why do they say- What is living it up in a Lebanon? Right. You go to that, but a lot of those probably need to be updated. So anyone can add to these spreadsheets that our listener Liv created. So if you hear an inside joke, you go to the spreadsheet, you can add what episode you heard it in and what it means. And the same with the Hitman spreadsheet. If you hear us talking about a Hitman and you want to, and we say it cost $8,000 and a Schwinn, you go on there and you type in what state it was in and $8 and a Schwinn because we're trying to see what states have the most expensive Hitman for school paper. And (laughs) there's a Flissner created Spotify playlist of some of the songs we've mentioned on our show. How cool is that? There is a Spotify playlist of our episodes back to back with the corresponding Dateline episodes on the podcast whenever we've done one that they've covered on their podcast. That was from Jazzy. I mean, you guys are the best listeners in the whole world. And August is the best. Check out this website, guys. It's summertime. What else are you doing? Out being outside? No. Go go have some fun on the site for a few hours or all day. It's fun. A few hours. Also, It'll take you that long to navigate because it's so big. I mean, not because it's poorly. You know what I mean? Yes, I understand. So this episode is a very exciting episode for one reason and one reason only. Get ready. Everyone take a seat. 
One one reason and one reason only. Settle it. Well, no, it's it's exciting for a lot of reasons. There are a few really good reasons. There is one reason why it's exciting for me. Okay. I had never seen it. I I wish I could insert a picture of my face, but I I am (laughs) surprised. But I'm also kind of not because it is old. It's very old, but I've seen most of the old ones as well. And I had never even heard of this episode until our listener meeting my inner child on Instagram said, will you please do Flying High? And I was like, what's Flying High? What is she talking about? Or he, I'm sorry. What they wanted. What they want, what their preferred pronouns are. So I looked it up and I found this very hard to watch link, but it's worth it. It made me nervous. There's a few problems with it. I don't think it's, it's secure. The, the, oh, it's the, definitely not secure. Right. The, so we can't The best tell things people. in life aren't. It's like don't watch alone, but not for the normal reasons. Don't watch alone. Or don't watch. And Kimberly is about to tell you exactly what happens. It's pretty yeah. great. So this is called Flying High at Cocktail Cove. Real title. And it is season 17, episode 24, March 20th, 2009, hosted by Keith Morrison. And we start with a golden couple whose plentiful money appeared as if from thin air. And then something else is going to happen in air later. Yeah, you bet. That was a clunky way to say that. And here in their (laughs) French chateau style mansion, they cared for their children, collected fine things. And on land and in the water and in the air, they made waves, perhaps of envy. Waves of envy. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, Keith is a lot, but he's awesome. No, he's a lot in the best possible way, but the sentence I kept thinking was about to end and it (laughs) did not. Never end it. It's still going. So this is about Marcus and Michelle Schrenker, which I kept thinking he was saying Shrinker, and I was thinking Schreckner. Did you look it up? Yeah. It's it's Schrenker. What is the vowel? The sec- the first vowel? It's an E. I thought Sh- it was an I. Schrenker. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was Schrenker at one point. S-R-A. I was getting a bunch of different vowels. Let's just yeah. put it that way. And then, okay, this is, okay, so remember last week for the feud where Keith said the tension was, well, it was tense. tense. So this time he says, and then, oh, yes. And then he's just in a real repeating mood and I'm fine with it. I love it. He's the only person that can get away with it. He He really really can. Anyone else, you'd be like, why would you just repeat the same word? It works. What are you doing? It fully works. There's, I do not, it doesn't, don't find it strange. It doesn't come off weird. You wouldn't turn the channel. No. I buy it. All of it. We are in a nautical cul-de-sac, which is a fancy way of saying some sort of lake it's actually a reservoir but i loved uh, nautical cul-de-sac nautical Mm cul-de-sac the locals have a nickname for it a cheesy reflection of a less sober time cocktail cove a little less frothy these days now how does everyone feel about keith using the word frothy poor 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 to poor to mild yeah mild to poor so if 10 is excellent, one right. is poor, I feel What's about 2.3. What makes you feel poorer? Don't say don't say bad words right now. Frothy 
or fingering or no, that's, a, that's a zero secreting zero so frothy makes me feel better than both of those okay there is a good see i just put it you needed some perspective that's all i did for you don't you feel better now about frothy no i mean did you feel good about when he said frothy did you do a shoulder shake did you go, yeah mm. I, oh i did so there yeah, you go. So nobody feels great about it. It's no. just, it's also- It's a lesser of two evils. Frothy cocktails, in my opinion, make me think of something that's curdled. <laughs> I don't feel like cocktails with milk. Uh, and people, you can come for me, but a milky cocktail is not- a- I think it's just frothy because it's like, has bubbles on top. So that doesn't necessarily mean milky. He could have said a little less carbonated. Right. But he didn't. He said frothy. So frothy makes me think there's a layer of foam, mm-hmm. which again, on a Guinness, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But in a cocktail, if it has a layer on the top, I shall not be drinking it. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. How do you feel about there was a time in an imitation chateau, it was shaken and stirred? I feel like he took all my titles in the first 30 (laughs) seconds of this episode. I literally was just crossing stuff (laughs) off because this was, it was rough. Uh, We see a lot of beach footage, boat footage, and there's this cheesy song playing that's called Matchbox 20. No, how dare you, ma'am? I'm so sorry. I I literally forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. It is not at all. All Matchbox 20, it's like a 50s band, like a Beach Boys tribute band. It's absolutely not. It's like 80s, 90s, sort of that softy kind of rock. Do you want to have fun in the sun? Fun in the sun? Fun in the sun? It's not 60s-esque. It's definitely later, but it's they had a little bit of hard guitar in there. So, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't think they had to pay for that song. That's all I'm going to say. I think they got that song for free. Who sings that song? It might be Nickelbacky. No, we heard two totally different songs. I think we did. I heard like a beach club song. Why would they play a Nickelback song? Ish. Because it was more like song. spring break, summer fun, in the sun, rock and roll and fun. I and can, th- that, so, no, that, you're exactly right. right. That's not Nickelbacky. But you're exactly right. That is exactly what it is. That is a little bit what Nickelback sounds like. Look at this photograph. (laughs) It's like almost the exact imitation I would do for Matchbox 20 or Nickelback, which is why I named both of those bands. Sorry. Uh, Okay, so we're we're in the Geist Reservoir, which is outside Indianapolis, and the lake is man-made, as is the life. So (laughs) that was a Keith quote. I was right away just freaking out because the last time we had a man-made lake – on Dateline. Was, oh, Lord. Do you was know? it? Was it Wolfpack? It was Wolfpack. Yeah, there we go. Um, yep. So go Secrets check out Silver our Lakes. episode, Secrets and Silver Lakes. Yeah. So Keith says, the water sports, the boating, the sense of achievement. So remember a few minutes ago with frothy and fingering and secreting? Mm-hmm. Now we have lubricating. I get what he's doing. Because it does seem like this sort of hedonistic, sexy summer fun. What we're seeing is a lot of people in swimsuits. Right, exactly. On fast little speed Like families boats. too. Parents. 
But it does down. seem sort of like an adult playground where like this is where we go and we have a million drinks and we all have a bunch it's of bathing suits. It reminds me of when the Real Housewives go on vacation to Mexico or something. Sure. But there, but a lot of them. But like a lot of them. times a hundred. There's it a lot of people. It reminds me of those people who do the flotillas. There partying. were literal flotillas. I wrote down inner tubes because you see inner tubes. And also the boats are not sparse in this docking situation. No, you're They're right next boat to, to another boat. boat. To boat, to boat. Yeah. So it's just everyone packed in this reservoir on the – I get it. I, I get what he's talking about. But like lubricating – still a lot of pee in that water. But it might be killed by the vodka. Right. That's true. So, so he says, the water sports, the boating, the sense of achievement lubricated in suntan oil and new money. Also, lubricated is an alcohol reference. Yes. But it does immediately make you think of condoms. Yes. <laughs> We meet a TV personality, Pat Carlini, who is well-preserved woman of a certain age. And she's on TV, you could tell. The people, she says, work hard there during the week, and then they party hard during the weekend. And Keith says, it's like a TV show. And she says, that's been talked about a lot. The whole desperate housewives feel. They call it Wisteria Lane. They say, oh, we're the Geist gals. And I was like, somebody call Andy Cohen, because... If this show happens and Pat isn't on it, Pat is going to be pissed. Oh, Pat's Pat, already a TV personality. Pat needs to be the Kyle of the yeah. Housewives. Sorry, I'm talking <laughs> about Beverly Hills Housewives. The Lisa Vanderpump. Question. Dang it, I forgot it. Was it about Wisteria Lane, Desperate yeah, Housewives? it was about Desperate I haven't seen the show. Do they cheat a lot in that show? Is yes. it lots of... Yes, ma'am. Okay. So it's a lot of case scandal Yes, the whole lubricated, thing is case Lubricated case Gandalik. Yeah. Got it. There's also a, a murder or a death. Oh, yeah. I did know that. Is it a good – should I watch that show? No, not now. It's too late. Uh, I watched so, Gossip Girl pretty late, and I enjoyed Gossip Girl, but I also am fascinated by New York stuff. So Yeah, I don't my, think you'll like this show. There the clothes? Is, the clothes? It's not as exciting as Gossip Girl. Got it. Thank you. That's all I needed. There was one – geist gal that pat didn't see often but everyone knew who she was michelle shrek shrink shrinkner shrinky dink shrink 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 she is wife to a hotshot husband marcus who built one of the biggest houses on the reservoir on the geist on cocktail cove how do you feel about a marcus versus a mark I don't love it. His parents named him. Do you think he was always a Marcus? Do you think that if he goes home, his parents say, hey, Marcus, or do they say, hey, Mark? Mark, probably. There we go. Yeah. She sits down with Keith, Michelle. Very soft-spoken. Very soft-spoken. It is soft-spoken pointedly. Yes. On purpose. And she's very blonde. He says, is it better than Peyton Place? Which is a reference to an old TV show that I don't know anything about is the name of the show called peyton place yeah oh thank you i think so he says secret backbiting going on and she says yes i'm usually the one they're talking about me and my husband but i wasn't a part of the backstabbing and back no i think she says back well keith said backbiting he did say backbiting instead of backstabbing which i like it's harder to bite someone in the back because there's not as much stuff to grab onto it's much more flat yeah, bony. 
Yeah. So it's hard to bite, but go for it. So she met Marcus in the early 90s. They both went to Purdue. Their first date, they went flying because he is a pilot and is obsessed with planes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you were like in college and yeah, someone and you weren't terrified of heights sure not, yeah. not also that he owned his own plane he was just really into planes and so he learned how to fly that yeah. to me would be cool but yeah it's very cool they get married in 95 he was a go-getter an investment advisor he started this company called heritage wealth management he did portfolio management which is um when you're an artist and you give him your book of um drawings and he arranges them in order um correct move on yeah uh she managed the home and she she gives off the vibe to keith i really didn't know anything about the business that was his territory she says it a few times she says it a lot so then we see the heritage website there's a video on it it's very cheesy it's marcus in black and white and it's quick shots like ha ha i'm casual ha ha i'm laughing ha ha i'm cool guy hi i'm marcus and it's just like quick shots like it's like the intro to 90210 where they're just like posing and it's the cameras and then a voiceover guy says investment is your parachute and then Keith says, that's oddly foreboding. Oh, boy. Foreboding. And then there's Michelle on the website saying, I'm Michelle Shrinker. Shrinkner. I'll get it. Shrinker. I'm Michelle yeah. Shrinker, Chief Financial Officer of Stop. Heritage Wealth Management. Write that down in your notes, everybody. Chief Financial Officer. CFO. Of the Heritage Wealth Management Company. So Keith is like, Michelle, you got some splaining to do. And she says, oh, gosh, um, each employee did a little spot. Th the dialogue was written by Marcus. It was to make it seem like a big company for marketing purposes. Like we were bigger than we were. Um, I was really a just a stay-at-home mom. Okay. So who is the chief financial so officer? So did you have one? Right. The, and also, you're not just a stay-at-home mom because you met at Purdue, I'm assuming, at business school. So just... there, We meet a friend of theirs, Cindy, who has blue sh eyeshadow that stops the town, stops the episode, Jen and its tracks. Yeah. She wants... She's getting noticed with that eyeshadow. Get it, Cindy. And she says that Michelle was a great mom. And one time they were out and this a stranger stopped them and said, these children are the most well-behaved children I've ever seen. And then Cindy started to cry because she was just so happy and so proud of Michelle for being such a good mom. It's a That's, weird story. Well, no, it's not weird because we don't find out right now that Cindy is the godparent to these children. which to makes one of a, them. Which makes a little more sense when you get complimented that way if cindy does not also have children of her own right then these are her like surrogate children so that it is a little it is funny michelle's very soft-spoken but maybe i don't know i did not have a soft-spoken mom so i don't know how that works but maybe that's either. like quiet power i wouldn't know anything about that yeah Joni. let us know if you had a Joni's quiet the mom. opposite if you had a quiet mom Around the Geist, the Geist Cocktail Cove, around the nautical cul-de-sac, strange stories are emerging. 
Tom, we meet this guy, Tom, who I'm just going to call him news newsletter guy. He runs the Geist newsletter and website. And so he knows all the hot goss. And he had heard Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, which one's the Mr.? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There we go. Things about Marcus. But he thought Marcus seems okay to me, like we're kind of friends. These are just urban legends. But then he starts to hear them so often that he's thinking there has to be some truth to these stories. And if even one of these stories is true... This guy is crazy. What stories? I am keep going, what story? What stories? Are we going to hear the stories? Is this one of those things where they're not going to tell us until the end? And we go to commercial, and I'm thinking, yeah. Keith, you're, if you don't gonna, tell yeah. me these stories, yeah. you're going to get a knuckle sandwich. Just one. Just We need a one need really one story. good one. Yeah. So we come back from commercial, and they say he had had run-ins with his neighbors. One was over the stone that a neighbor was building on his house, and it looked too much like the stone on Marcus's house, which is normal HOA stuff, but apparently Marcus was the neighbor from hell, and... Don't, aren't the houses supposed to kind of look alike in an HOA? That's... Some well, like in my parents' neighborhood, it's supposed to kind of alternate, so it's not like two houses next to each other with the same color palette. No, it's like that. Unfortunately, I currently live in an I rent in an HOA, which we didn't know it was a really fun surprise when people mm-hmm. showed up and were like, "Do you have a lawnmower?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, what?" <laughs> We have to mow it? Oh, man. Okay, so it was a thing. Anyways, don't blame me. I'm new to this. I don't I, I don't have grass a lot. And so the it seems like every house here is brick. What I have noticed, though, is that there's no two of the same floor plan next to each other. I sort of have the floor plan sussed so I can be like, oh, okay, that's that. These have this bedroom on this side, this bedroom on this side. But they are mostly brick. So it's weird that... It would be the actual building material he's getting in trouble for. That seems I think it's just a style thing. They don't want two houses that look too similar right next to each other. It depends what area you're in. In some places, that's prized. You where they want all the places to look the same. But in some places, you want it to have five different models. And you go A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. So it looks uniform, but not identical. This is very nitpicky. What? Oh, you here? don't even know. I know it is ridiculous. Come to my parents' old neighborhood's HOA. Also, I'm not allowed to park on the street or I'll get towed overnight. Because your car is dirty? No, because any car. Because of the HOA. They measure fences. If you put in like one, an inch too high, that whole thing has to come down. You can't have your certain kind of hedges. You can't have certain kinds of flowers. Everything. That makes me upset. I'm going to write a letter. Marcus was renting a business. Here, so we're right. We haven't gotten to the crazy yet. And I'm thinking Keith and this guy, Tom, the newsletter guy, have overblown these stories. But now we're getting to them. So he, Marcus, rented a business property and he had a landlord there and the landlord and him had a disagreement and Marcus stole the landlord's boat and crashed it over the dam in the reservoir. Wow. But they could never prove that it was Marcus. Okay, we're good. So the, the stories like that, it seems very vindictive. It's pretty bad. 
Michelle would hear these stories about her husband and he would tell her, that's crazy. I didn't do any of those things. You know me. I would never do that. So she stands by her husband. So at one case, we see B-roll of them on the local news after he sued the local sheriff's department for wrongful arrest over some sort of issue that he was having with one of his motorcycles. I don't know. Did he steal the motorcycle? Did he drive the motorcycle through the courthouse? What happened? Through a Nordstrom? Wow. Did he try to jump a shark in that reservoir (laughs) with his motorcycle like the Fonz? Uh What happened with that motorcycle? But he got arrested for it. So he's telling the local news, they handcuffed me and threw me to the ground and just arrested me as hard as they could. (laughs) i loved it wow Wow, wow, wow. and he is dressed like he's running for local election on a platform of bringing back segregated water fountains or something and she (laughs) is standing next to him in a cardigan like mrs waterford on handmaid's tale they are that couple the lawsuit is settled but on Cocktail Cove, there was some unsettling news. Okay, so Keith did one of those, you know, Mank did it once, I didn't love it. Um, a lawsuit was settled, but on Cocktail Cove, there was something unsettling. You know, where you go settling, unsettling. I don't know why you don't like it. It totally I don't know works. Why it's either. absolutely valid. It's I know. good. It's solid. I don't know why I don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe because they're using the same word, but that's the point. They need no, I to get use. That the, I get the yeah. point. I just don't. And I didn't like the when what Mank did. I still can't remember what it was. Someone will let me know. Remember what it was. It's the one time I haven't liked what he said. So there was something unsettling about Marcus's ability to grab the spotlight. And so Michelle said, well, there was always gossip about Marcus, what he did for a living. Where did we get our money from? But I just tried to stay out of the gossip. It's hard to stay out of the gossip when your husband is literally flying his plane over the reservoir and buzzing people. I don't know what that means. I think yeah, you he's, don't. is he, what does it mean? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it's flying his plane super, super low so that if you're on a boat in the reservoir, the water goes crazy. Imagine a helicopter landing on a lake. Yeah. You're flying this thing that's going however many miles an hour yeah. really close to the water. So like you, you can capsize people and stuff. It's, it's well, terrifying. That's very reckless and dangerous. It's scary too. And you I thought he was honking gonna... the horn of the plane. Beep, beep. But really loud, like a bullhorn and like a megaphone. Oh, like shouting out of the plane? Yeah. Or... You guys suck. What do you mean? (laughs) Marcus rules. You know, if someone like is in your neighborhood and they're like some douche and he's high and he's just like honk, 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 like that. I thought that's normally not to bug people in the neighborhood. That's normally because somebody won't come out of their house and he just doesn't care that he's annoying everyone else. He will when I go outside and say, can you please stop? So he's buzzing people all over. Also, that makes me think of the brother from Home Alone, whose name was Buzz, who was really annoying. And that's sad that it doesn't make me think of Buzz Aldrin. Makes me think of Buzz from Home Alone. (sighs) So a local reporter says that Buzz, (laughs) Marcus, I should just start calling him Buzz. He loved Armani suits, beautiful Cars, planes, he had a beautiful wife. He wanted to give the appearance of success. And then Keith said he had all the boy toys that a guy could want. 
I don't think that means what you think it means, Keith. I think you're giving off a different impression of Marcus. No, um, it means I get it. I this think is... boy toys. I immediately think of something else. Of Madonna? So he loved his planes. He would go to air shows and fly these insane spins and twirls that I've never seen anything like. It was made me nauseous just watching. He is a daredevil. It is cool. Those air shows are actually really cool. I've been I to one. I get too scared. Yeah. I've been to one too, but I got too scared. So I'm just worried I'm going to see something really traumatic happen, which is sort of my everyday life. So we see a full page ad that the Schrenkner, Schrenk, Schrenkers do for a luxury car dealership. And this ad, oh my God, mm. this is so, I, how are they not in Orange County? It is sort of surprising. It, people it, are people everywhere. Yep. There's the ad. I found yes. it. I pulled it up. So it's both of them dressed up very nice in front of Alexis, which is in front of a plane. And the ad is for a luxury car dealership. Not sure why they are in it. Not sure why the plane is in it. It is just supposed to exude luxury. And when Keith asks Michelle about the ad, she says, it was flattering that they asked us. You know, we knew the manager of the car dealership. It was nice. No big deal. Why is she, she's really trying to downplay that. Yeah. Heavy, trying to downplay it, but the there's no downplaying this picture. You can't download it. No. Downplay it. Yeah, you can you download it. But, you can download yeah. it and then not try to downplay it, but it won't work. Now, here's my question. If this ad to her is no big deal, this is just a Tuesday, what yeah. is her wedding day like? I'm thinking swans i'm thinking ice sculptures i'm thinking kelly clarkson performed oh. on a boat yeah i think kelly clarkson jumped out of a plane landed on a duffy boat and sang, and a, sang moment a, like yes. a moment like this these people wait a lifetime oh boy i think you're exactly right I think the cake was actually five different cakes, all different flavors. Mm-hmm. That So it's one cake, and then it, the cake opened up to reveal four other cakes. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like um, mm-hmm. the Nutcracker, oh. when the lady opens her skirt and the people come out from under it, That's <laughs> that was the cake. Um, and then on the picture, it was actual cake sculptures, life, life-like of their faces mm-hmm. kissing, mm-hmm. but in the size and shape of their heads. It, yeah. It, yeah, it was a mm-hmm. lot. And then mm-hmm. around the cake it said something like you're the one or to become one mm-hmm. or two hearts as one, something mm-hmm. in that vein. And then the Spice Girls came out and sang to so become one. So tell me what you want. Oh yeah, no. no to <laughs> become one. Yeah, they did. Katie, how would you go about planning a wedding such as this? A moment? How would I go about planning a moment like this? I would, first of all, get myself to Zola.com as fast as I possibly could Mm -hmm. because I would know that I certainly am going to need some help. And Zola is the one-stop shop for everything wedding. Yes. For any kind of wedding you want. There is one place to start, and that's Zola. So if you want a cake, breaking into four cakes, also, which somehow under the cakes are dancers that come out Mm -hmm. and spread around the dance floor for Mm -hmm. a flash mob as Mm -hmm. Kelly Clarkson sings while dropping out of a plane. Mm -hmm. I can't say Zola can do that for you, 
But I can say if Zola is going to make your wedding feel that special. Exactly. Zola yeah. has everything that you need all in one place. They've thought of everything. Venues, invites, registry, and more. They'll be with you every step of your wedding planning journey. Whatever your style, whatever your budget, Zola has got you covered. They have got everything figured out, like photographers, florists. There's so many things that you need to make your wedding happen, and it's so nice to have it all mm -hmm. in one place, and that's Zola. Once you've set the date, you can send your save the dates and invitations right on Zola too. So there's one other stressful thing, gone. And there's so many great designs to choose from. You can also get a wedding website for free. And free is not a word that is usually associated <laughs> with weddings. I'll no. say that. And also, this a wedding website is absolutely essential so that all of your information is in one place that mm -hmm. people can go quickly and refer to it. Mm -hmm. And now let's talk about the really, really exciting part. Not that that cake isn't very exciting. I mean, the cake is the exciting part for me. But a really exciting part is the wedding registry. Yes. It's the gifts. Whatever you want, whatever your interests, Zola has you covered. So if you're really into, let's say you're doing camping for your honeymoon and you want all camping equipment, Zola's got that. If you want all new kitchen equipment, Zola can help you with that too. Wedding planning should not take over your life and Zola has thought of everything. So you can plan the celebration of your dreams, the one that's right for the two of you. Because really, it's about you two on that day. Yeah. So get started planning the wedding you want at Zola.com forward slash date dateline. That's Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash date dateline. Thank you so much, Zola, for helping us all have the wedding of our dreams. Katie, speaking of romance, let's talk about rashes. I get rashy. And it's super sexy. I have to be so careful about what kind of laundry detergents I use oh, or yeah. I will break out. I am so excited to have found Miracle Brand toxic-free detergent. You guys know I don't have time for toxins. I don't like toxic no. people. No. I'm looking at you, Marcus. I don't like toxic fumes. No. And I'm looking at myself after I eat Mexican food. I don't <laughs> like toxic detergent. This detergent has only five natural ingredients, including coconut oil. It has no dyes. It's gentle on your skin. Also, best part, have you ever accidentally dropped a laundry detergent bottle that weighs about 20 pounds on your foot? Because I have. Yeah, Have I you sure ever have. accidentally spilled laundry detergent? In your car? Everywhere. Yes, my, uh, that happened to me two months ago. Mm-hmm. It no doesn't come out. longer. Miracle Brand comes in biodegradable package in yeah. sheet form. It is so, it's so these cool. Sheets. You don't have to measure anything. You just drop a sheet in the washing machine. And I yeah. know what you're thinking. I'm full of sheet. It can't work well because it's all natural. Wrong. It works so well. It leaves your clothes clean and soft and smelling good. It's all sheet all the time for me, which is also yeah. a blessing in this tiny little apartment and lugging a lightweight sheet instead of a huge thing to the laundromat because I go to the laundromat because I am a mature woman of a certain age. They're now, so if, easy. You can put them at the bottom of your hamper, fill the clothes on top of it. Then when you go, you've got the sheet right there. They're so light. It's so easy and portable. That was a life hack, Katie, that you just dropped on people. I know. 
if you're curious to try something that's as powerful as your normal detergent, but with less mess and more care for the environment, then go to trymiracle.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline to save an extra 20% off your first order. And Miracle Brand is so confident that you'll love the product that you even get a 30-day money-back guarantee. There's nothing to lose. Try Miracle's toxic-free detergent and get an extra 20% off when you head to try Miracle, T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash date dateline and use code date dateline. It's a miracle. Wonder of wonder, miracle of miracles. I just discovered laundry sheets. It's the <laughs> best. Just try them. Thank you so much, Miracle Brand. So Keith says there was one odd I'll never nail the way he says odd. Next time he comes on, I need him to say the word odd. It was odd. It's so many syllables. Is it close like that? Yeah, it's good. That's good. Odd. Yeah. There was one uh, odd, odd thing in 2005. Marcus turned to Michelle and said, we're leaving town, moving down south to Atlanta. There we go. Pack it up. What? She says it was it was very hard for me and the kids to adjust. But we went. So they moved into a yes. They didn't sell the house on the cove though at that point, right? Yes, they did. That huge mansion we keep seeing? There's one mansion and then there's another mansion. Sorry, these are the I'm saying mansion because they're like an estate. They're a they're the chateau. Biggest houses. It's a hotel. It's the W he Hotel. He doesn't use the word chateau lightly. No, certainly not. So they move into a beautiful home in Atlanta. And it's one of those where they have this one has, it's like a roundabout driveway. And then you drive through the house, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like Porticacher. What is it called? Porticacher. Porticacher. It's you guys know what it is, where it's like a yes. driveway that is covered and it can the house contains the driveway yes. covering. So yes. you drive through the house. That's very bananas, cool. Right. Yeah. I love things like that, though. I'm super sucker for stuff like that. It feels oh, like yeah. they're living in a Downton Abbey. Yeah. So Atlanta was home to a lot of pilots and Marcus made a pitch to them on his website. So on the website, we have the voiceover guy again. And he's saying, well, you're focused on the lives of others. Insert guy flying a plane. Whose focus is on yours? Your investments are your parachutes. So there's that line again that was oddly foreboding. So Marcus hmm. is friends with this guy named Charles. They become very fast family friends. Charles invests with Marcus. He gets this other pilot to invest with Marcus. So all these guys Marcus becomes friends with and they invest with him. But after 18 months in Atlanta, Marcus wakes up one morning and says, Michelle, we're going to buy a lot in our old neighborhood. We're moving back to Cocktail Cove. We're building a new house. And she just is like, okay, I guess. Okay, okay Mark. I mean, Marcus. <laughs> Why? We've, I've told you about that, Michelle. Sounds good. So she insists still to, she had no idea really exactly what he was doing in this business affairs. It, it was his and her focus was the family. So how many Mar- kids do they have at this point? Sorry to interrupt. At the end, they have three. So probably 
two okay. or three. Okay. So Marcus turned the business from heritage wealth management into icon group. He called it a rebranding and he calls Tom, the guy who runs the newsletter and he sets up a four page ad in the newspaper and it has the photo of them in front of the car dealership, which was totally not a big deal guys that they were in that ad. Yeah. And it says it has a f- picture of Marcus and it says faces, you know, People you trust. Oh, are you sure? That's rich. And on the bottom, it lists all these cities, which implies that Icon has offices in Tokyo, London, Hong Kong. Okay. He tells that, news- that I like very much, and I think I'm going to steal that idea. And I think should we, we should start doing that. A day that. with Dateline. Can August, will you add it to our website? And at the bottom, just put a bunch of cities. I want a bunch of cities, and then I want a few randoms like Poughkeepsie. I yeah. want a few <laughs> Saskatchewan. Yes, absolutely. Sort of very heavy cities like yeah. Paris. and yeah. But then I want Reykjavik. I want yeah. odd cities yeah. in there. That would be uh-huh. the best. It's more believable. I think so. Uh-huh. So he tells the newspaper guy that Icon is already an established business that was buying his business and he was going to be managing and selling securities for them, which I think are like alarm systems. So then markets around the world started collapsing. But for some reason, Icon is still doing great. Marcus is still doing great until 2008. He sends an email to a friend that says, we have a compliance issue. That's vague. Okay. And he signs it, Mark, with <laughs> <a> C. <laughs> so maybe Katie was like giving him a hard time and maybe he goes by Mark and Dateline has misled us by having us what call him What does she Marcus. call him? What does Michelle say? She says Marcus. Yeah, she says Marcus. You're right. Okay, well, yeah. we'll see about this. All right. So then he s- sends another email that says, I've had to take some time off. And then the friend, Cindy, with the eyeshadow, she gets a call from an investor because she's an investor, too. And they're saying something's not right with this icon. So also, this is- by the way, 2008 is when all of that stuff happened. The financial collapse was in 2008. The housing market did that thing. Yes, but yeah. he was still OK for a little bit. And then at the end of 2008, Christmas time is when stuff starts hitting it's the when fan. Com- compliance. Compliance issue. And so happiness and snow and joy and Christmas, but not on Cocktail Cove. Michelle catches Marcus doing a very wisteria lane deed. She sees him cheating. It ma- She makes it seem like she actually caught him. She like, says she caught in him. In the throes of it. He said, how did you find out he was cheating? And she said, I caught him. She caught him moving into a condo, their condo, the condo. So I guess they have multiple properties. Of course uh, they do. But moving in. With the girlfriend. But then I think... She mean moving her into the condo? Explain. He, him and her moving into the condo. But then we find out later he moved in with his girlfriend. I thought he moved into her place. Maybe it was the girlfriend's condo. It's a little unclear. The term moving is what I'm having the problem with. Did she catch them going into an apartment? No, moving moving in. He leaves the house. Then you didn't catch him. Then he left you. Maybe she saw him with luggage, like packing. So he was just 
not going to say anything and just leave and not say I'm moving into another. Something like that. Something doesn't. The moving in and the catching him is these are not. Michelle doesn't want to go into details, Katie. Okay. Sorry, Michelle. So a woman from the local airport is the girlfriend of choice because he loves his planes and he landed her and it was a hot landing. So so Michelle had already known stuff was going on with the marriage. In November, she had filed for divorce, but she didn't. She had filled out the forms, but she never actually filed because the kids really wanted a family vacation to Florida. And so she wanted to keep the family together for at least try to make it work. And he says, we can't go to Florida. And it was supposed to be to visit his parents. And she said, okay. And she didn't think that was weird that they all of a sudden can't afford a trip to Florida. So then a few days later, he goes to Key West with his girlfriend. So I guess he could afford two tickets to Florida. Just that not, hurts. Yeah, that hurts. that's that is brutal. And that was the end for Michelle. So while he is away, she files for divorce. New Year's Eve, 2008, a police officer comes to the door and they have a search warrant to go through the house. And she thinks he knew that he was going to get raided and that's why he left. He just mm-hmm. loves leaving her with the bag. So investigators, including the Indiana Secretary of State, who appears on Dateline, which is pretty fancy, has been looking at him and you're thinking they're going to say for years? For a week. They made it, it in a week, in eight days. They got search warrants. They took down, they were ready to take him on. It is like if only other law enforcement agencies on Dateline could use that sense of urgency. Except That's wild. When it's murder or a missing person, they don't go that fast. They, it's not as important as these financial crimes. Aww. So they say Marcus was selling investments without a license and a bunch of other stuff that oh we'll boy. get to. Oh Millions of dollars we're talking about. And then Marcus comes back to town, stays with his girlfriend and doesn't go back to the house. And Michelle calls him and says, I want a divorce. And she says he seems surprised and said, please don't do this, which I found to be ironic. He said, please don't do this because he did not want to pay you alimony. There you go. So then Marcus is hit with a half million dollar judgment in a federal lawsuit by an insurance company that says that he was holding on to commissions that he should have returned to the investor. So he is going down at this point. He rents a trailer and drives to Alabama. No pun intended. Return a motorcycle. What pun is that? He the, his plane literally goes down in about five minutes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant rented a trailer. And I was like, the, where's nope. the pun in rented a trailer? I was just so, a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> so he drives to Alabama with this trailer to return a red motorcycle. Remember that for later. And flies back to Indianapolis. And then he files a flight plan for himself to visit Florida. His his parents in Florida. He's going back to Florida. He just wants to go to Florida as much as possible, but just not with his family. He apparently wants Disneyland all to himself. Yeah. Then they catch him. That he leaves to go to Florida this day. They there are security cameras at the airport, and they catch his car doing donuts on the snowy tarmac. And instead of arresting him, 
he they pull his plane around and let him take off because rich people can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yes, they can. So in his $1.9 million plane, which is called a Piper Meridian, he takes off. Destination Infamy, which is so good and should and it will be my title. That's it, the only title. It definitely could have been. I thought the exact same thing. I was it's, like, Destination Infamy would have been a great. Why are you saving that title? Mm-hmm. What happened here? So Michelle gets a call that later that night from a controller in Alabama who says, we need his cell phone number because we lost contact with the plane. No big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, much, worry, just... much like that that print ad you did for the luxury car company, this is no big deal. Don't worry, Michelle. And then at midnight, the Air Force calls her and says, who owned the plane? Who was in the plane? And she's like, what's happening? Yeah. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. We just have a question of it. We love the plane. We want to buy one for ourselves. So yeah. we just need to talk to the owner about where he maybe he can get us a deal on one. It's all good. Happy holidays. We'll, yeah. We'll talk to you later. Less than two hours after the flight started, Pete, they had received a distress call from the plane. And it was Marcus. And he's saying that his windshield had imploded and he was bleeding and needed help. Oh. Now, it is important to ask for help if you are in distress, because sometimes we all feel like a plane crash is going on in our brain and we don't know how to call for SOS on the radio. True. True that. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Yeah. You only get one brain, and if yours is as special as mine is, or Joni says mine is, you have to take care of it. You should take care of it with therapy. Now, I sound really excited about therapy, but the truth is I don't always want to do my therapy because sometimes those feelings are much more comfortable being stuffed all the way down. But much like a dateline filled with secrets, feelings are going to come up to the surface one way or another. You bet. And it's much safer if they come out in therapy and don't implode like a windshield. Now, after my weekly therapy sessions, I feel so much better. And I'm like, why didn't I do this every single day for my entire life? I'd be a totally better person. The best part of BetterHelp is that it's online therapy. It's whatever works for you. Video, phone, live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to show your face if you're on the run for made-offing a bunch of money. Best thing besides that is that it's more affordable than in-person therapy, which is great if someone has made off with all of your money and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours which is unheard of in the traditional therapy world true our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dateline that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash dateline because we can all use a little better help Seriously, guys, if you've been thinking about therapy, consider this your time to do it now for yourself. Time is now. Time is now. You are the one. No better time than the present to give yourself the present of better mental health. Yes. Katie, let's talk about Butney. And now it's time to talk about Butney. Is that what your lead in is? (laughs) Much like my rashes, we're now going to talk about Butney. Look, do you ever feel overwhelmed with the choices that are out there for everything? 
You could be shopping for cereal, and it's seemingly three aisles long. Mm -hmm. Toilet paper. There's just so many options these days. It's hard to know what's best for you. But when it comes to finding skincare products that actually work, it can be even more overwhelming. And there's nothing more frustrating than spending a bundle of money at CVS and trying them systematically and having none of them work. And then you have a drawer full of products that you've used one or two times. Mm-hmm. Finding skincare products that actually work for you is a complicated process, and that's why we're so excited to partner with Apostrophe to sponsor this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history, then snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist will create your first customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to treatments for all kinds of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, even back, chest, and butt acne. They treat breakouts from head to tush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that bumpy tush taken care of. I have been using my new skincare regime from Apostrophe, and I say new because it was just switched. I have a new topical treatment that I think is actually helping this flare-up that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But I love that Apostrophe cares about not just acne, but my actual skin around my acne. I am interested also in reducing dark spots, improving my skin's texture, which has been damaged by acne. And it's nice to know that they have all the treatments that can help my skin while it's getting over its acne just look glowier and better on the whole. It's been really nice to know that my treatment plan was crafted from a real dermatologist and that my plan was tailored exactly for me and it keeps being tailored exactly to me as my skin changes. Mm -hmm. Submitting my visit was super quick and I loved not having to schedule an in-person appointment. We have a special deal for our listeners as well. You can get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. That is a savings of $15 right off the bat. And this code is only available to our listeners. Mm -hmm. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, and then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. If you have been dragging your feet on getting some help with your skin, go to apostrophe.com. It's been a great experience for me and I think that it will put a period at the end of your skin troubles. Thank you so much, Apostrophe. Thank you. So they, he's flying. He does this distress call says the windshield imploded, I'm bleeding, I need help, and then they lose contact with him. The plane keeps flying, but no one is responding to the radio. So Mm. because the plane is headed towards the Gulf Coast and there are military, secret military operations there, these two F-15 fighter jets take off and try to intercept the plane. Now, I don't know what intercept means. Were they going to shoot the plane down? I don't know. Is that like the choice? We got to shoot him down. Yeah. No, I don't. Are they going to carry him on both of their wings? Like on <laughs> eagle's wings? They're going to, it's going to, the plane's going to lower right. and they're going to 
carry yeah. it while flying at exactly the same speed. They're going to go to one of those jump houses and blow up a huge trampoline. So wherever he and then they're just running like firefighters. Like when the paint tramp. flashes and the slide comes out. I'm picturing a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know what intercept means. But I love your idea the most, actually. Or do they just go lower than the plane and he jumps from the plane into their plane? They get a tether like, and they're like, like it on the side. Yeah. And then he zip lines out of the plane to the other plane. It right. might be that. It might be like Air Force One, the movie with Harrison Th- Ford. I feel this like they do is, stuff like I that. I wrote down, this is a Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Because whenever also, you think of plane movies, you think either snakes on a plane or hair. Or and this is Air a Force snake one. on a plane, by the way. That's my title. Oh, snake on a plane. Snake on a plane. So then a call comes in to the Florida Sheriff's Department from a military air traffic control tower because residents are seeing flares. They're hearing what they think are sonic booms. Something is going down. Finally, and it's not that I just made that. I didn't even mean that again. Something Sorry, went down. This is in Florida that they're seeing yes, the sonic in booms. Florida. So, so how many people that saw and heard this reported this as an alien as a 1, alien percent of them. craft sighting? Absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. Finally, confirmation near Pensacola, Florida, that a plane has crashed. A ground search is on. They're hiking through the swamps to try to find the crash site. Gators are going to get you. Gators are going to get you. They find the crash site. And we cut to Michelle, and she says the sheriff rang her door at 3 a.m. Oh, no. She knows it's terrible news. And he says, your husband's plane has gone down, but his body isn't in the plane. This is Yellow Jackets. This is something trippy's going on. Or a gator got him. Antler queen. They, uh, they think he could he sur- have survived the crash and maybe was disoriented. This is Maura Murray. He wandered off into the swamps. Police notice a couple odd things about the plane. So first of all, the windshield is not imploded, like he said on the distress call. Secondly, there's no blood anywhere, and he said he was bleeding heavily. Marcus, if you're going to fake your death, you got to do the things that you said. Okay, so the newsletter guy hears about this. Marcus's plane went down immediately goes he faked his death tom is like faked his death marcus marcus was flying and let me guess he faked his death i think it was that quick of a thing he just knows he knows marcus that well and he's like yeah he's he faked his death that is bananas so the sonic booms and the flares were from the fighter jets and the fighter jets say something another odd thing was when they found the plane they were flying in the sky and they were flying alongside the plane and they were maybe gonna lasso it with a giant lasso and tow it back home? Could that... Uh, Not it, a lasso. Could that be one of the possibilities here? What's better than a trampoline, which was my other idea. So oh they God. say they're flying alongside the plane. The doors, the door was open uh, in the air uh, and the cockpit appeared to be empty. Uh, so Keith says, a pilotless plane? Too eerie to be true. 
This is Baby Keith from 2009. He doesn't know what a Tesla is. It was a more innocent time. Now we have Teslas crashing into people all over the place because no one's driving them. So (laughs) I don't trust those. I do not trust that. So they find Marcus, they say. He parachuted out. This is what they think happened. And then to demonstrate what it would look like if someone parachuted out of a plane... The Dateline intern slash special effects person has given us an animated reenactment of Marcus parachuting out of a plane at 2,000 feet. It looks like a video game. It's pretty cool. So they think that they've traced his movements. He went to a house and he told them he was in a canoeing accident because he's all wet because he landed kind of swampy. He goes to this house and then he hitches a ride to a motel and he's seen on security footage checking into the motel. And then remember that motorcycle that he took, drove down in the trailer. He had stashed it somewhere. He hadn't returned it after all. He gets the motorcycle and flees. He goes to a campsite. He asks for electricity and internet access tells the, us, the lady that works at the campsite. Uh-huh. And he emailed the newspaper guy, his f- friend slash frenemy yeah. from the newspaper. Yeah. He says, I had, my window did implode. No, I don't, it I, did not. I don't know what you've heard, Tom, but my window imploded. Why is he sticking to this lie that his window imploded? He knows by now that they have found the plane because he has internet access. So why is he still lying that the window imploded? And he says he was knocked unconscious. So it's so dumb. And then he doesn't know who he is. And so he he found this reporter's email in his pocket. What's happening? That's a good one. Ridiculous. So he has the newspaper guys tattooed on his arm like memento. He does. Like this is your friend in case you're knocked unconscious. So he, I just don't know what he thought they wouldn't find the plane because planes have GPSs. So he obviously made up something that would be disproven very easily. So he didn't think they were going to find the plane. But why did he think they wouldn't find the plane? They, he is a wealthy, well-known man who went missing. He's white. He went missing. They're going to look for him. He's and in a plane a has GPS. Yeah. He's in a Lexus commercial. For God's sakes, they are looking for that plane. Yes, they are. So he says in the email to the newspaper guy, I still love Michelle very deeply. Blech. And I am so sorry how I treated her. Double blech. Mm-hmm. So he says, I have embarrassed my family for the last time. And by the time you read this, I will be gone. Now, does he know that email is instantaneous? Because that makes it sound like he's writing a letter. By the time oh, you read so, this. Oh, you're so, you are right. Well, no, but maybe gone. he wrote it very in the wee hours of the morning. And so he thought, oh, well, he's going to get to his the desk in the morning. He doesn't check his email at night. But I, I would assume that reporters check their email 24 hours a day exactly so the newspaper guy calls the police they go to the campground and they find his tent and there's blood and i thought he had faked it again i thought this was a second fake out i did too thousand percent but he really has tried to kill himself oh and uh, so apparently he thought his plane would crash into the sea i don't think his calculations were right but i mean he was close he was in florida he was just 
Inland. Inland. So he is airlifted to a hospital and he totally survives in case anyone was worried out there. Yeah. So they investigate him and he is... But wait, what was his plan? If it had indeed crashed into the sea or the Gulf or whatever. He had the motorcycle and he was going to go on the run. Maybe he had money stashed somewhere. Did he, that's my question. Did, did he have maybe money he had stashed? Did he have different identity? Did they find any of this stuff on him? I don't know. Maybe he was just going to turn. Where's the girlfriend at this point? Is she hiding out in Pensacola and he's going to go meet her in Key West? Or That's in, a great question. Because remember, Key West is a lawless swamp. So. Right. <laughs> That's, That's where just people just, it's a lot like Cocktail Cove. I think it is right. exactly like Cocktail Cove. Yeah. Except- I'm just surprised he didn't head towards Mexico. That's what most fugitives do. And plash, crash your plane in the Gulf. Exactly. And just go, maybe he was scared to parachute into Mexico. Maybe. Some gringo <sighs> is falling down from the sky. They'll shoot you. Yeah, I would have shot him. So... They are investigating him, and they find out he was pocketing his investors' money. He was shifting his friends and investors' money around and then collecting commissions for those kind of quote-unquote sales and passing along these huge fees to their clients. It's called churning. And these Mm. people's nest eggs were being slowly depleted by him, and they had no idea. And then we learn that when it is from a person you know, a family member, a friend, a church member, it happens so often there's a name for it, and it's called affinity fraud. Have you ever heard that before? No. But you better be, I'm going to be unaware. Podcast host, partner. Oh, yeah. Affinity well, fraud. Why does it happen so much that there's a name for it? I'm That's concerned. terrible. People are horrible. It's like frogging. So Ooh. Michelle tells Keith... I didn't know what was happening. And Keith goes, anything? (laughs) He gets so high-pitched at the end because he's just like, and he talks to her like she's a little mouse. Because she's acting like a little mouse. Anything? Yeah, but not emotional, like a non-emotional mouse. So the neighbor, Cindy with the eyeshadow, who is godmother to one of their children, she tells us she was investing with him. So she's being stolen from. So Michelle is left penniless with the kids. She feels like he left her holding the bag on purpose. All of their assets are frozen, so she has no money. She's relying on the kindness of strangers. And she feels like a prisoner in that big house while Marcus is being held in the big house. Why? How can you be in that house? How do you make the payments on that house? Well, she's not going to be there for long. So... Keith and her are walking with umbrellas, and he says, Michelle was left out in the rain. (gasps) There you go. Yeah. So she says, the funds went to other places, not to me, not to the jewelry I had and the car I drove and the... I'm going to need to see a full inventory of her closet or closets. Yeah. Possible two-level closet. Yeah. I'm going to need a list of the cars. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, yeah, some of it maybe went to you, and so not me, uh, no, to her, Michelle. to her, and so she says, not "You, <laughs> not me. I didn't get anybody, Katie. I, I didn't. I swear, Katie. <laughs> I don't know them." So she's like, "I didn't do anything," and Keith is trying so hard to get her to show any emotion she or is. to cry. So he keeps talking, and she's like not responding. So he's like. 
a lot of people don't believe you. She's like, uh-huh. They're vilifying you. Mm-hmm. They think you're lying. Uh-huh. They think you must have been in on it. <laughs> he just keeps going. Let's go. Going, Let's go, Keith. Pushing, pushing, he's, pushing. He's denesing her. Yes. He's totally denesing her. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for it. He's like leaning in. Like, is that a tear? Did I get a tear? Yes. Like he's a doing... producer told him, you must get a tear. He's not getting a tear. He's not getting a tear. And so she just goes, it's unfortunate. What the heck? Stole millions of dollars. It's unfortunate. You possibly ruined these people's retirements. Yeah, no, she's saying it's unfortunate for her. This is all unfortunate for her. This is very, what's the housewife that did this with her husband? Or if she didn't do it, sorry. She maybe didn't do it. Are you talking about allegedly Erica Jane, allegedly? Correct, yes. Okay, allegedly. That's what you're talking about? That is. Also Jen Shaw, too. I mean... Allegedly Jen Shaw? Yeah. So she says... You know, my mind wasn't thinking about the business. I was focused on keeping my family together because I knew he was cheating. That's all I was thinking about. Um, that's Where not, was your family going? For years, that's all you were thinking about? Because, yes, you knew in the past two months he was cheating. What about all the times before that when you were on the website saying you were chief financial officer? Your yeah. family was fine then. Your Again, marriage was fine then. So what were you focused on? Let's get back to that. That you were the chief finance, the CFO of this investment banking company. Yeah. So we see the video again. And she says, I'm the chief financial officer. I basically deal with the day-to-day operations of our company. And so she tells Keith, well, I just read from a teleprompter. And Keith says, why didn't you say, Marcus, I don't do that stuff. And she kind of, she laughs. She's like, ah, yeah, I kind of did. But I just thought, what's the harm to go along with it? So She's acting like she didn't go to Purdue. Right. No, I don't like when women play dumb. I don't like it. This if is they're really smart annoying. women, I don't like when they play dumb. I so, also don't buy that it was his idea. I have, I hate to say this, but I don't know if it was his idea to put his wife as the CFO in this commercial because he might think that makes the company seem like they don't want a woman as CFO. I bet she had to fight to get that part, to be honest. If, if I, I had were to, going to a big company with my millions of dollars that I don't have, because remember, is, I said I go to the laundromat to wash my clothes at my parents' house. I do remember. Well, I remember um, you losing your money in a scheme. Yeah, I lost it all in a scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Vegas. And in that Taco Bell Molotov cocktail incident. <laughs> yes. Uh, lawyer Which fees. Which henceforth will be called the TB incident. Yeah. Uh, or, or the Mexican reasons. pizza incident. For legal reasons, the MP <laughs> incident. Yeah. If I were going there and I saw it was a husband and wife team, I might think... That it was like that they were going to take your money. Yeah, maybe in a bad way. I might, I might think, wow, that's great. They work together, or I might think one of them actually owns it, and they gave the they nepotismly gave their uh, their spouse a big role in the company, like Joe Bluth, and it they're not qualified for that job. That's what I might think. I might think this was all Arrested Development. The, exactly. Because honestly, I have to say in a company like this, the CFO is probably a more important job than the president. Yeah. 
because it's a money company that right. deals with money. Right. So the CFO is in charge of all the minutia of that, oversees right. all of it. Right. So if I'm Marcus and I'm trying to woo clients and I'm like, look at my hot wife over, not that a hot woman can't be smart. No, I wouldn't- but I would maybe not put my wife in this position when she's actually not, which makes me think she totally was and insisted on being called that. I mean, the they're going to a business lunch together and she's looking pretty and someone asks her a question about bearer bonds. And she's she, going to she, know the answer. She has to know the answer yes. as the CFO or you're not going with that company. She's heavily involved. It just, it doesn't, something strikes me as funny here. It's very odd. I mean, it's I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Me too. Me too. I do. I really do. But yeah, it's hard. So yeah. she, the Indiana Secretary of State that had appeared on Dateline says, she's the CFO. She profited this because she lived this lifestyle and we need all that money back from her. She should be punished too. So according to these checking account records, the day she was dealing with the divorce and the following day, which was when the house was raided, she took out a ton of money from a business corporate account, more than $70,000 over the period of that week or so. That's a lot. Over corporate accounts. Now she says, well, I didn't, I didn't take out the money. They were transfers to other accounts that Marcus asked me to do. So you're in the middle of filing for divorce from him and you find out he's cheating. The house is being raided and he tells you to take out a bunch of money and you do it with no questions asked and didn't think that that was shady. You knew you are a smart girl. You knew what that something you knew that 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 was bad. That was very bad. I don't think that he asked her to do anything. I think that was all on her own accord. She was protecting herself. Remember, at this point, she's getting ready to file papers on him. So she's making sure she's Mm -hmm. got some extra money in case he decides to freeze her on everything. I thought that as well. She stops her And that's not a bad... That's not a bad... That's protecting yourself and your kids. So if you need to go rent a house really quick or an apartment, you've got more than enough to be okay for a year. Then tell us that that's what you were doing because I would say good for you, girl. Make sure you have enough to take care of yourself. protecting yourself. 100%. 100%. So then we cut to a news clip where she is crying. She's showing some emotion. Yeah. And she says that the only thing her husband ever gave her was a glorified title of the company and it was all fake. Don't lie. (laughs) Yeah. So Keith says, are you worried you might go to jail? And she says, I didn't do anything. I went in to pay some bills and I had a title. I didn't do anything. And her lawyer says she had the duties of a CFO. She didn't have the duties of a CFO. She just had the title of a CFO. She would go in and pay some bills. And then she went home and she was a mom. And Keith says. That's not what a CFO does. No, she says she'll. Well, she, they're saying she didn't have the duties of a CFO. So who did the CFO work? Right. Who? Where is, is the, CFO? the CFO? So Keith says she'll still be a mom, but not here. So she's been kicked out of the big house now. Now, Pat, remember Pat, who was on TV and desperately wants this to be a show? And I'm here for it, Pat. She is such a gossip of the whole neighborhood. She is the queen geist gal. She's leaning with Keith. 
I bet she had actual tea. Like she's pouring actual tea. And she's yep. like, well, they wanted 1.6 for the house, but it sold for 1.1. They got that for a bargain basement, whoever got that house. Like she doesn't know who got the house. Like she's not scoping out the house with binoculars to know who's moving in. Binoculars? Who's a who's binocular? <laughs> binoculars. I like binoculars. That's cute. Also, that house is like 9,000 square feet. It has it's wings. It has actual quarters. A house that it costs that much is here is like a- 50 million. Yeah. Should we move there? Yeah. Maybe this we could is... move on to a reservoir. Man-made yeah. lake. I'm down to be a lake person. Because we could actually live in the same house because they're so big. Yeah. We could just have different sides. Mm -hmm. We Maybe we could get the driveway that drives through and yes. it's one house and they're connected by a bridge. Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, my gosh. That's the dream. So now Keith and Michelle are standing outside talking. It's like later. And he is leaning so hard. His side. Hard lean. A hard lean. His side looks like the bottom of a U or like yes. the side of a capital C. It is totally. Wow. That's a full. It's a curved lean. It's yep. amazing. That's amazing. C-lean. Yeah, C-lean. So the investigation. <laughs> the investigation Sorry. has found a whistleblower from the oh, company boy. that someone that worked with Marcus. Now, this whistleblower says. Michelle is innocent. She's a victim. It was just a title, and she didn't really do anything. So that surprised me. I was very surprised. So that's why she has agreed to go on with Keith again, because yeah. she's sick of people talking about it. And she's like, no, he said, this whistleblower said that I was a victim here. And her bangs are the real victim here. They are halfway Stop. down her nose. They are so long, she can't see. Kimberly. You stop that. She's growing she them out. She can't afford a haircut. No, she's absolutely growing them out. You know what a process that it is. It is a it's process. It's brutal. It takes years. It's why you have to, if you're going to cut bangs, I mean, it's a life choice. It it's is. just, it's a 10-year commitment yeah. one way or the other unless your yeah. hair grows super fast. I I have some theories on to why they don't actually sit down in this second interview. The second interview is all done standing yeah. or leaning mm -hmm. at this at an unknown sidewalk cafe mm -hmm. that I am guessing that she possibly owns. <gasps> Where would she get that money? Rich people always have money. You're Haven't right. we seen this thousands Yo, of times? Right. They can always get investments. I yeah. saw that, whatever, that bad I vegan. love bad vegan. Like they always just come up with money, right? Yeah. There's You're money right. somewhere. So yeah. in the banana stand. I would exactly. I would guess that it was supposed to kind of be featured, which is why she wanted to meet there. And it seems like an awkward place to have this yeah, interview. Yeah. And they just didn't mention it. And they just didn't mention it. And she's it. so mad. And she's very grumpy. Because she thought free publicity. Mm-hmm. She's not she's not stupid. No, she's, she's playing. Not at all. Not and she that. is, but she's so, she's a tiny bit more assertive in this scene, like talking she, a little bit louder. She needs to promote her business. Yeah. And she says about eight times, I've been saying this all along. The whistleblower said exactly what I've been saying since the beginning, that I had nothing to do with this. Like I've been saying since the beginning, Keith, remember how I said from the beginning, I had nothing I, to do with this. And now I've decided to follow my real passion, 
which is baked goods. <laughs> yeah, so right. please observe Michelle's bistro. Yeah. So Marcus is sentenced to four years for the plane crash, the fake reporting, the endangering people's lives, all of that stuff, the fake 911 call. He apologized. Four. He apologizes to authorities for it. He says he can't believe he would do something so selfish and reckless. It seems to be your MO. He eventually pleads guilty to so the episode ends where we don't know where what he's gonna be get for the financial crimes. I do. But I looked it up. Okay, good. So he eventually pleads guilty to the financial crimes and he gets 10 years in prison and he has to pay back more than half a million dollars. But the 10 years are concurrent with the four years. So he was released in 2015. I wonder what he's doing now for a living. I know he lives in Florida. Of course, he loves Florida. Gators. Gators got him. What is he doing? I don't know what he's doing for a living, but I was thinking maybe I'll send him a copy of What Color Is My Parachute? What is that? Oh, that would have been so much better if you got it. Is it an Oprah book? No, it's like the most famous book on what are you going to do for a living? What is your passion? What are you going to, what's your career going to be? That is your, drop the mic. You're done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really proud of myself. So this episode is dedicated to Emily G, who is her own parachute and a Patreon. That Patreon parachute is what keeps this podcast flying high. Patrons like Emily G. Be your own airplane, Emily. Yeah. Be your own plane. And if you're ever having a sad day, we will be your soft landing. Come (gasps) here. We will make you laugh. And we appreciate you letting us do that for you. I will lasso you and tow you. We will be the eagles on which the wings on which you float to the ground. (laughs) Sorry, in my head, I'm picturing planes doing it, but also birds. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Thousands of them to to lift up the plane and that is genius. Like the little prince, do you remember? He like holds on to all the birds and they fly him away. That's what I'm thinking. Something like that. I'm not sure if that's 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 what our patrons are for us, really. And that's what Emily G is. Thank you so much, Emily G. We really appreciate you. Okay, B-roll bonanza. Hold on. Outside information. That house is 10,000 square foot. I was right on. Yeah, you were. Did it. Uh, That's all. B-roll bonanza. There's all this Top Gun type footage because he loves to fly the planes. There is standard champagne and roses to indicate romance. There's They keep cutting to these framed photos that are sitting on a red cloth, red velvet with champagne flutes. So many champagne yeah. flutes with fancy framed photos. Here's the problem I have with this. I'm, I don't mean to be critical, just a hair critical. Yeah. When you told me about this episode, you said it was called something like flying on champagne or something, but you didn't say cocktail. You specifically said champagne because I wrote it down when you said it. Yeah. They don't show us cocktails. They keep <laughs> showing us champagne Yeah, on you're Cocktail right. Cove. Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe it could have been a martini glass. I mean, it's yeah, really easy no, to right. just do a, a martini or, you know, is a, champagne a whiskey not, rocks Champagne glass. is not a cocktail, you're Champagne saying. is not a cocktail. Maybe if it had been a Bellini, so it had like a, I don't know, a cherry. It's something in it. Or a mimosa is a cocktail. Yeah, a mimosa. Mm-hmm. A cocktail is alcohol with something else, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I'm just going along with you. Mm-hmm. It is. 
Oh, we see when they say time starts spinning and then we see a calendar and like the days are just going by really fast. Yeah. And then we see Michelle walking into court and she's holding a folder above her face, which does nothing to protect herself from the photographers. So they can totally still see you, Michelle. Well, it's just a folder. They, I mean, it kind of, it blocked her face. A little. They can see everything They could just move to the side and get a side shot. It is true. Yeah. We do see this really weird choppy uh, point of view footage. Like the camera is a person and it's mm-hmm. moving this through the swamp mm-hmm. with a blue tinge. Did you see yeah, that part? Yeah. And it's sort of a creepy stalker moving yeah. towards the plane and it's all in It's a blue gator. It's tone. the perspective of a gator. Yeah. The blue was interesting because I felt like swamp means green but anyways we're like well then the through. whole thing would have been green though the whole screen you wouldn't be able it, to see it's anything. true yeah it's true okay titles i fashion wait police? fashion police yeah okay yeah michelle's off the shoulder white top in the second we don't see that a lot that sort of swoop shirt this was 2009 we just don't see off the shoulder a lot because they're in an interview so if remember you can't do off the shoulder because it could look like you're not wearing a shirt the one lady in the yellow top in that That's one right. episode we did on Patreon. Yes. She has an off-the-shoulder top. The one where someone gets murdered in a wall Greens parking lot. Deadly yeah. Desire, I think. It's complicated in an in it, a interview, but she's fine. Yeah. She does seem a lot happier in that second interview. You're right. She was being more forthcoming. And I'm sorry if we were hard on her in this episode. It just feels like you had to have known more. Maybe she actually didn't. Yeah. But it feels like she, it feels hard to think that someone would stick their head in the sand, but sometimes people do. Oh, yeah. Especially if you have kids, three kids running around. Yeah. And I'm not saying I think she needs to go to jail. And a 10,000 square foot house, which means you have to have, what if you're in one end of the house and you need something at the other end? What if your steps in? What if your packing tape is in the, complete other end of the house and you have to mail a package you maybe have one of those scooters and you just have an electric scooter and you go around yes they bet i bet they had an elevator yeah here's okay we are hard on michelle but this let michelle be a warning to all the ladies out there that it is 2022 you have a right to be in the merit the money business of your family. You yes. can know what's going on. You should know what's going on with your finances. You should make sure that you're taken care of in, so that you have freedom and you should not have the wool pulled over your eyes if that's indeed what happened here. But that also doesn't mean that you should feel horrible if you've been lied to. No, 100%. About what's actually happening in that's finances. That's true too. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a tough call, but you are right. You you absolutely. I'm hoping it wasn't a situation where he was like, no, no, you don't need to know about it. You I feel like right it was. Know. Yeah, you have every right to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go titles. I don't. I was really trying to get someplace with the raid on the house and fly because he was a flyer. Mm-hmm. Raid and flies. Oh. I, I, I could not. <laughs> I could not do anything with that. Oh. No. Nothing. That would have been a very deep pull. That would. It was impressive. really, it was really hard. I yeah. also kept getting to shrink, shrink. If you're talking about building up people's money and portfolios and bank accounts, you don't want a name that sounds like shrinker. No, definitely not. No. 
you would because then they'll be like my bank account my bank account is is shrinking. Sh- is, sh- is shrinking oh that's yeah. a good title shrinking assets shrinking shrinking assets that's great there yeah. we go there's one what else did you have i d- i didn't get really anywhere champagne wishes and i don't know caviar dreams boy toys i don't know boy toys. destination infamy oh plane crash nosedive i was trying there we go okay listen, listen frothy i think i i just just you my just... Col- the col- what color is my parachute is my title no, you had another good one. What was it? I don't remember, but it was good. Boating, blondes, and boy toys. Oh, so you have titles. Go. No, I don't. I just came up with that. Okay, what about instead of nautical uh, cul-de-sac, a naughty cul-de-sac? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. good. What about C- CFO, no, she better don't. That is for <laughs> Drag Race fans out there. I stole that from RuPaul, but I feel like it's good. Um parachuting himself in the foot (laughs) okay and then here's my favorite one that i don't think he noticed but it's very ironic because his thing was icon group what about icon groups of people great oh my gosh that's perfect it's literally in the name of his company icon group Some that's people. like an Arrested Development joke that you wouldn't get the first time you'd watch the show, and then you could job. Thanks. I was shocked that he picked that. I'm like, you're wow. gonna put the word literally con. You know what? In your name. When someone tells you who you are, who they, who they are, are, believe, believe them. them. There and you go. he named his company Icon. Man, yeah. Be aware out there if you see that name from now on. Just yeah. Take a minute. I love take five it. minutes. Take ten minutes. Man. Okay, thank you, everybody, and check out social media, check out our website. Check out our website. And check out our Patreon, because our episode this month, well, the month will be over by now, our episode last month that we just did was really fun. Yes, it was. So check us out, because we do full bonus episode every month. And be your own. Be your own parachute. Be your own parachute. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Bye. If someone has made off with all of your money and yeah. you could be matched with a therapist. In I'm under- sorry. Did you say someone has made off with all of your money? Yes. On purpose? No. You get points anyways. That's very good. All right. Do you think that's why Bernie Madoff was, it was he was cursed from the beginning? He I was don't always going to make off with someone's money. Has anyone made this connection? Should we call someone? Can we just TM this entire concept? We're TMing Madoff. It could Madoff. be a movie, a yeah. book, a song. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever the, the idea possibilities is. are endless. Yes. TM. Okay. But I would like to make a quick side note that if you have not gone on YouTube and watched the BuzzFeed interview of Harrison Ford playing with puppies while answering questions, mm-hmm. it's really something. A few of those interviews, they sort of tell you what the celebrity is like based on the puppy's reaction to them. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I will say the two of probably my favorite was Harrison Ford and Steve Carell, where I think it's five or six puppies by the end are all curled up and sleeping in his lap. Oh my god! And he—that Steve—that tells you something about Steve Carell. And he's he's a nice man. He's whispering at them, and he goes, "Oh no, sweetie, come here." 
Yeah. Oh boy! It, just the way that he's talking to them. You just um, can he be my dad? Does he have? He has plenty of children of his own. I know where he lives. We could go. Can we just maybe shove a note under his door? Sure. Okay. Cool. That'd be great. My grandpa was shot down in World <laughs> War II in France. Are you and, serious? Yes. And went to a house, wet, like exactly what happened here, but in the most heroic circumstances. Are you kidding I'm, me? I'm not kidding you. He was hid because he was an American soldier. They hid him from. <gasps> they pulled an Anne Frank? That's unbelievable. Compared to what Marcus is doing, compared mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Compared to Marcus's shady shenanigans. We got no heroes in this story. No, no, we do not. And we got multiple ones in that story. Mm -hmm. Maybe Marcus heard that story and then copied it, but did it in a real douchebag way. Maybe. I was shocked, though. I was like, wow, this is the same story. That's the blood you have running through you, Katie. Very different circumstances. Yeah, so I should be able to send an email. Yes. (laughs) Texas should not frighten you. Teenagers, teenagers that are giggling, they have nothing on you. I know what is going to frighten you. You've seen war. I saw a teen with a Tesla. Oh, God. Teens with Teslas. Discuss amongst yourselves. No. Yeah, I know it. I refuse. 